Okay, so for this week's episode four, we have a two-part video. Um, this is the first part today, and we wanted to talk about lead source and attribution. And we know this is a big topic for marketers right now because you may have you know, had your budget cut or have had dollars where you need to reinvest then reinvest from offline channels uh, to online. And so, you know, what are the best um, channels to do that that are performing for you? Um, and if you don't have your reporting nailed down to give you that data, it's going to be really hard to make those decisions. So before we even go into the different ways that you can track lead source and attribution, which we'll do on the second part, and we'll talk about the pros and cons to each, we wanted to talk through first, you know, what are the things you need to think about before you even um, set up this type of reporting? Because there are different ways to do it. So in order to figure out which one will serve you best, there's a few things you need to keep in mind. Yeah, it's one of those things that doesn't really have a clear this is the best way to do it yeah so um the more information data thoughts that you can put in at the front end the better your decision is going to be uh, where you actually have to decide on the method that you want to go down and this is a big frustration <laughs> i think when working with clients because they're like what's the best way to do it and it's like well it depends it depends which is never the answer you want to hear i feel like it depends is like always <laughs> yeah but especially for this because there are so many ways to do it there's different levels of complexity and so yeah so what's the first thing you need to keep in mind so i think one of the first things is really how much budget and how much marketing are you doing because obviously one of the biggest reasons why you want to know um, what's performing well is so you can tweak the dials of your marketing put budget in different places, make sure that your budget is optimized through different channels and programs. And if, um, you know, maybe you have had budget decreases now, or maybe you're a startup ramping up um, and you don't have your know, huge marketing budget, then you don't need to put tons of money, resources and effort into whatever um, attribution or lead source method and or potentially tool that you might invest in. You know, you don't want to spend more on the the reporting than you are on your marketing. Mm -hmm. there's, there's going to be a weird balance there. So really think about, okay, this is how much marketing I'm doing. This is how much budget I'm putting in. I need to have a solution that makes sense within that context and not, you know, you can get a little bit carried away sometimes and go too far and maybe get, a, um, you know, by investing in a tool too early. You don't want to do that. You need to make sure that you have um, the right solution for you at that time. Yeah. yeah. And solutions can grow and improve over time, and maybe you will invest in a tool, but don't get too ahead of yourself. Totally. That's a big point to think about because, you know, it does take money and investment. Even when you think about manpower, that's an mm -hmm. investment as well. And Which so a lot of people forget about. A lot of people forget. And so if you don't have a huge marketing budget, like, which is what reporting should help you do. It needs to figure out where you should invest your dollars. If you don't have a lot of dollars in general, <laughs> you probably don't want to be over-investing in this, um, right. right? at least for that time being. Yeah, and yeah, you can maybe, if you put all that budget into the reporting, you could just put it in, into your marketing. And the reason why it's important is because there are lots of different options, some that are pretty easy that mm -hmm. you can do and get good enough reporting. It's not like if you want to get into attribution or lead source, you have to, there's like a, 
um, an entry level which is still pretty you know vast and has a lot of time and manpower and, and budget required mm -hmm. there are very easy options that you can just get off the ground pretty quickly that might be able to suit your needs for the time being yeah um so another one is um the actual you know your team size and then um on top of that any budget that you do have for this project so if you have your marketing ops team of one mm -hmm. and you don't really have much support, maybe you don't have a, a consulting agency helping you as well because you don't have budget for that, you know, maybe it's not time to invest in a tool like Visible or maybe it's not time to build out this, you know, get a BI tool and build out all of this complex reporting and all of the processes that you need on the front end to be able to handle that mm -hmm. because that's, it is, a, it is or it can be a full-time job just this part of it there's all so much that goes into it from the utm tracking the processes the training the team to use things properly how you set up your programs and campaigns you know, implementing a tool if you if you are going to be adding to your stack so you you really need to think about what can you realistically take on mm -hmm. from a time point of view that isn't going to just completely you know, take over your role mm -hmm. um, and then maybe you maybe you do have an agency that can support you so maybe you can you know get some more hours with them um, to work on this project so that is a you know very important point that I think a lot of people outside of marketing operations forget about where maybe your boss goes oh we get we've got to get visible we've got to get this reporting and they they don't know how much goes into it mm -hmm. so you're the marketing ops person of one or two or maybe you know, and you need to make sure that you really understand what's going to go into each each option and how much time you actually have mm -hmm. to, um, to put into this and then communicate that with whoever's asking you to get these reports or you know, communicate that to yourself and really leave that yourself to figure out what you need to do. Yeah, I've seen many times uh, clients or I've heard stories from peers where the company bought the tool too early and then it kind of like sat there and then when it came to renewal, they you know, yeah. they decide not to, but then a year later from them, yeah, when yeah. they're a bit more sophisticated, they're like, oh, we need to invest in a tool. And then they almost feel weird going back to that other tool, which could have been the better tool for them, but they just can't stomach like going and seeing that again. So then they choose maybe something that doesn't suit their needs. So really like pinpointing, like, you know, and being judicious about like when's the best time to bring in that tool um, to make it successful is, is key. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. And then related to a tool, so the, both of those options are kind of, you know, maybe directed towards the smaller teams, more smaller budgets and everything. But maybe you are a more established team. Maybe you are, uh, maybe you already have a tool. Maybe you have a VR, maybe you've got Domo or Tableau, or maybe, um, you know, you've already got you know, big, a lot of reporting built out in Salesforce or even Einstein mm -hmm. or something, but you're looking to redo it. Maybe it's not giving you what you need. and um, you're trying to solve different problems and report on different things. Um, and so if you have, you have, you know, something within your stack or if you already have some reports, um, then you really need to figure out, you know, what are the um, requirements for that tool? Right? Like what's set up already? What do you need to make sure, you know, you're doing, if, if, if you're building out like processes within Marketo and with your team to be able to track things properly, is that just going to feed up straight into whatever third-party tool you have perfectly and your reports are going to work? Or are you going to have to do a load of work within the tool you already have? Or do you have to replace that tool potentially? 
you know, figuring out what you have within your stack from a reporting side, you know, assuming you already have, you know, your marketing information, your CRM and everything. Um, figuring out from the reporting side what tool you have, um, the the requirements of that tool, the different aspects you need to, you know, really think about from how that tool works, the data that you're going to be digesting in there, and then that will obviously build into the um, the processes and the way that you're going to report on things and the way that you're going to build out that reporting infrastructure um, mm -hmm. or more on the front end. So yeah, just trying to figure out kind of what you have yeah, and, and I build think that into your plan too. What you have is important too from like a data standpoint because if you don't even, if data is just an issue in general, a lot of these reporting tools are only good as the data that you put into it. So oh, that's going to be yeah. part of what you're looking at of what I have. It's like first the data, you know, the people, the existing tools, and what's going to be, you know, replacing that. What am I missing? Um, so yeah. Understanding all of the data that you have can be really important, so that you know, you know, find out that too late, and then you, you know, set back to actually set up the infrastructure for it. Right, and then sometimes you might have, you know, I've seen it before where they you've got Tableau, and there was someone that was running that, and then that person leaves, so it's kind of sitting there and it's doing what it needs to do, kind of based on the everything that was set up when that person was there, but now you want to change things. You have to be like, well, we don't have the resources to you know, change anything in Tableau, so now we've got to make the decision. Do we dump everything that we've done there? Do we need to hire there? You know, there's a lot of questions you need to figure out before you even figure out what um, way you want to report on attributions that you source. Yeah. And then the final one is just what are you going to do with the reports? It's kind of related to the first one, but um, a lot of times companies just aren't, aren't even ready um, to really use the, the data that they mm. get out of this. Um, it's the, the data is not really operationalized through the decision-making processes within marketing. Um, they're not used to seeing the type of data that you might be able to provide. And it's just, you're just not a mature enough. Um, you're not at that level in your maturity to be able to really make the best use of the data. So maybe you don't need to invest a lot of money. Maybe you don't need to spend a lot of time. Maybe people are asking for some, some data. Um, and the way they're asking, you or in your head, you're thinking, oh my God, I've got to spend three months building this out. Mm -hmm. But really, could you just solve what they're looking for, get some directional information that's going to improve their decision-making, help them a little bit now, which could satisfy them for now without that three-month project. I'm not saying you're going to be able to do that every time. Maybe they are ready, but actually critically thinking about whether they're actually going to use the data. Because everyone wants data. Right? Everyone's being told you should have data. You've got to make data-driven decisions. But then sometimes when people get the data, that they feel like that's the job that's done, right? But no, you need to start using that data. So sometimes it's better to give them a little bit of data, see if they use it. And then, and then if they start coming back to you with specific problems, with that data, then you can, um, then you then you've got your project plan. Oh, you understand what they're looking for. Yeah, too. and you build it out in an iterative, um, in a, uh, you build it out in an iterative way, wherever you kind of improve it based on their feedback, as, as opposed to going all the way to the end and then they still don't use it. Yeah, you're like slowly maturing over time, baby steps. I think a, a big thing to this too. And one thing you can take away from this, even before you go down the path of, you know, doing, you know, 
selecting a tool or doing more advanced leads towards than attribution reporting is um, the education piece. Because I think a lot of the times in marketing operations, we think with like a tool or some type of reporting is like work hard in a silo, make sure it's perfect, mm -hmm. and then roll it out. But then the rest of the marketing team knows nothing about what you're doing. They're not yeah. bought into the concepts. People outside of marketing don't know. And so I think similar to like, you know, you're, um, you're kind of running your own campaign for your reporting. You know, you're trying to get buy-in from people, really educating them, nurturing them along. And that can be even before you make a decision. You maybe have a meeting where you present on why this type of reporting is important, what they can get out of it. Maybe even speak to each team to say like, hey, you know, field marketing, it's really hard just to look at one set of like, you know, lead creation or, or anything like net new MQLs to see how your events are doing because, you know, you support more mid-funnel. What, what would be better is if we're looking at attribution and then describe to them what attribution is. Just know your audiences have all different um, levels of education on this type of reporting. And once they really understand it, and this can be small bits over time, maybe like each Friday you decide to roll off these concepts in your marketing team. Maybe you even talk to sales about it, like your sales leaders. You might have like a group of just head leaders that you talk to. Like this is the type of reporting we're gonna get. This is how you're gonna use it. Maybe we're not gonna replace a level of your reporting, especially on the sales side. We're just supplementing it so you can see how marketing is doing. And then even plan for how you're gonna incorporate that into like your board reporting. This is all upfront work that's gonna make the adoption of your reporting um, easier and better and long lasting. Um, and they're actually going to use the report. And then that education should still remain as you start to roll them out. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's a few things to, to think about. And I think we're going to be um, recording the video soon on the different options you have. There are a lot. I think we're going to go through about six different options. Um, there are still plenty more. Uh, but yeah, so we'll be releasing that in the next week or two, but hopefully this is helpful for those that are looking to try and figure out what's working and not working during this crazy time, um, or before this crazy time as well. Um, yeah, tune yeah. in to forward. Thanks. Yeah. Bye.